0: Welcome back to Field Notes by Ag Choice, an educational podcast focused on inspiring growth in our families, businesses, and rural communities. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Sadison, and with me is Mackenzie Strausser. Mackenzie and her husband, Eli, own and operate Top Line Meats, LLC, on Mackenzie's family farm. They started the business in late 2020 and raised sheep for breeding and meat purposes. Mackenzie is also a 2021 recipient of the Ag Choice Farm Credit Jumpstart Grant, which awarded 15 startup farmers with a $10,000 grant. Mackenzie, thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. So Mackenzie, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your sheep operation. Growing up, I always knew
1: agriculture was the industry for me. I raised beef cattle, hogs, goats, chickens, really whatever I could get my hands on all throughout my 4-H and FFA career. But sheep really became an interest of mine later in life that grew during my time getting my animal science degree from Penn State. It all started when the breeder I bought my market lambs from asked if I would be interested in buying some ewes after my last show season, and it spiraled from there. What started as 12 Suffolk Crosses has quickly grown to almost 75 polypay ewes, and we only continue to grow from here.
0: Great. That's wonderful, Mackenzie. And you've already seen significant growth there on your farm business. So let's talk about a little bit more about the product you produce. So how are your lambs sold? And I guess, how do you market them as well?
1: So the way that our lambs are sold really depends a lot on their gender. Our ewe lambs are generally kept as replacement females, but if for some reason we decide not to keep them for ourselves, we often offer them as breeding stock to other people. We may also sell them as freezer lambs by the half or whole to people that we know. Our ram lambs are almost always sold before they're even born because of the strong ethnic community presence in our area. But if they aren't born near a holiday or we have an excess, we also get a fair price for them at livestock auction, normally New Holland. We're also in talks right now about being a year-round supplier for a local restaurant as our flock grows.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds like a great opportunity and certainly a, a lot of different markets that you're in there. So, Mackenzie, what has been the greatest challenge for you as you got your farm business off the ground? And along with that, what resources have helped you along the way?
1: The biggest challenge for us getting started was the initial cost required with land and building materials and equipment. When you start from the ground up at a young age straight out of college, it makes things pretty difficult. But being able to decide how to prioritize money when you have it and plan for the future can be difficult as well. A close tie for a biggest challenge for us would also be growing fast enough to meet our consumer demand. Our most helpful resources so far have come from working with organizations like AgChoice, NRCS, and Capital RC&D. We found some really great mentorships and partnerships as well as funding opportunities by just reaching out for information.
0: And that's really critical for, you know, beginning as farmers as they get started to really find those resources. So I'm glad that's worked for you, Mackenzie. In your grant application, Mackenzie, you described a bit about your plans for the future of the farm, which included some significant growth of your flock, as well as maybe the addition of different types of animals. Could you share with our listeners about how you plan to grow your business in the upcoming years?
1: My husband and I both strongly believe in the mentality of go big or go home, and we have planned the goals of our operation to align with that. By the end of this year, we plan to be right around 130 use, with the intent of making a jump to 225 the following year. We will continue to grow as long as the market is strong and we have the land to sustain it. Our main joke of the day normally when we talk about sheep is that we say our goal is to reach a thousand head before we die. We have discussed adding beef cattle and broiler chickens to our operation and opening a retail storefront, but all that's currently on hold as we grow our flock, but you never know what the future might bring.
0: Wow, that's amazing, Mackenzie. And we'll certainly have to follow you along the way to see how big your flock does grow. You never know, right? Well, as we wrap up here, could you share one piece of advice you have for someone who is interested in getting started farming or starting an ag business of any type?
1: My biggest piece of advice for anyone in farming, whether you're new or you've been in it for decades, is to remember that you can't do it all by yourself. Being a part of agriculture means being part of a community, so you can't be afraid to ask questions, find a mentor, or ask someone for help. 99% of the time, someone's going to jump at the opportunity because we've all needed help at least once before, and we understand what you're going through. It will be frustrating, but it'll also be worth it. You just have to remember that tomorrow's another day, and you can't control it all.
0: That's some great advice and things to keep in mind, Mackenzie. So finally, could you tell our listeners where they can find you online to learn more about your business as well as connect with you? You
1: can follow us on our Facebook page at Topline Meets LLC and stay up to date on
0: all things chic. Mackenzie, thanks so much for sharing your story with us here today. And congratulations again on being one of our recent grant recipients. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, plus subscribe and share it with a friend. As always, you can head over to agchoice.com slash to view the transcript and listen to other episodes. To catch all the latest from us, follow along on Facebook and Instagram at AgChoiceFarmCredit.